Hello, hello, welcome back to Delicious Tears. I'm your host of Solution for the next 30 to 60 minutes where I'll talk about all things contemporary sports related, current events, and from time to time, just random stuff that you guys sent me. This particular topic is a combination of two. So shout out to the uh, the listeners that sent in these two topics that have merged into one because essentially you two were saying the same thing. It was about baby mama drama and constructed baby mama drama for the security of the current wife and or girlfriend or significant other or person of interest. I hope I've merged those two topics together and I'm able to articulate what both of you are saying. Now, the interesting dynamic about this is one person is a male and one person is a female. So let's get into it. If you are a non-custodial father, AKA in slang term, baby daddy, you are in a very precarious situation. You are basically labeled, you're gonna be judged, you're gonna be ridiculed, and you're basically come in question on how well did you provide do you provide care for your child or children you're always going to face scrutiny never fear good gentlemen because there's a system called child support now child support really is for the deadbeats okay however because we have individuals within our gender who don't take care of their business we have the system that's in place to ensure that children are properly cared for by both parents. Now, under most states, it's supposed to be a combination of both incomes, but we all know that that is not necessarily true. They go more so by the non-custodial parent. If you don't know what that means, that means a parent that does not, the child does not live with that parent. You can have split custody, however you set it up, but you'll still be considered non-custodial because the child is not in your day-to-day care. Now, that does not mean that you cannot be a good father via that route. Now, we're not going to hold you accountable for a failed relationship, okay? And say that because the relationship failed that you cannot properly care for your child. Now, in a perfect world, it means that both parents are in the home with the child and the child is thriving because they're being cared for by a mother and father. And those children we know tend to do better in life in a positive environment because they're seeing two parents who are in a loving situation who both teamed up and their sole focus is taking care of the child and or children that they created however human behavior dictates that that is not always the perfect world and things happen and the relationship dissolves now gentlemen i'm going to hold you accountable for a second just because the relationship with the mother has failed does not mean that your relationship with the child fails. It does not stop once you and that mother are no longer together. Women, I'm going to put you on the chopping block as well. Just because that relationship has failed with that man, the father of your child, does not mean you keep him away from the child because you are bitter and mad. Or you weaponize the child within the court system to basically pursue the man for money or to take their parental rights because you are mad and bitter 
and you have listened to people who should not be in your business. It could be family members, it could be friends, it could be a current lover, your current spouse that's in your ear and will say that, hey, that person does not need to be around. You need to take them to court. You need to do this, this and that. And you listen to them because that's the person that you're intimately connected to. And you think they have your best wishes in heart. But no, really, they're just championing the cause because it makes them feel better about the situation. So let's get into what one of the um, the listeners submitted. What I believe you're saying is that this person is currently in a relationship and they are not the custodial parent and that that person that that new girlfriend boyfriend whoever it is is saying hey how you know how, you you need to do this you need you need to get more parental rights you need to get your child support reduced uh you shouldn't just take the child whenever they ask for you to take the child all these things are being placed in your ear let me warn you if you're worth your weight in gold as a parent, you put that significant other and or girlfriend or boyfriend, spouse, whoever it is, in their place. If nothing is wrong with your co-parenting situation, there's no nefarious behavior going on. You tell them basically you need to stay out of this because there's absolutely nothing wrong. A lot of new significant others that that new girlfriend boyfriend husband spouse whoever this person is will drum up a beef that does not exist because it makes them feel more secure in the relationship with you because it's like oh they don't get along i know they want nothing to do with this person on an intimate level because they can't stand them they get to say that they they drum up this this negative energy and situation because it makes them feel better about their relationship you you can't have a civil situation with them because they aren't used to that only thing they know is that okay you're not with the child's mother you should have a problem with one another where did that come from that goes against the tenets of co-parenting the child needs to see both parents in a civil situation it does not mean it's hi bye okay grab the child and you're out that's unhealthy that's unhealthy. Once that child reaches an age where they're able to discern between a, a friendship and a uh, business arrangement and a, a caring environment, they're going to begin to question things. Why is mommy and dad, why is mom so cold towards daddy? Why is dad so cold? They just drop me off here. There is the back and out. That's all they say. Because most of the time they're trying to appease their significant other to say, hey, see, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing going on here. Now, those of you men and women who engage in that toxic behavior towards that parent that you're now dating, intimately connected or married to, you are the worst. Because you are driving a wedge that does not exist between that child, the parent and you. There's no reason to fear that child's parent if there's nothing going on. You would like to see that the child and the, the other parent has some kind of lanes of communication, okay? That they are concerned about one another because it's going to take both of you to raise the child, period. So stop drumming up that. that I'm, I'm telling you, that 
baby mama, baby daddy beef makes the other person feel better about themselves. It's like, oh, I know I don't have to worry about them because they can't stand each other. They're in and out of court. They're arguing all the time. And you're just sitting back there. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to worry about him. I don't have to worry about her. And a lot of times the, the other person is like, what's going on here? They aren't even aware of this, this fake situation that's going on. Now, if you are doing extra things on the side, you're being far too friendly. Okay, and you know that. Not by the standard of your significant other because they're insecure about what's going on. You know you're creating a bad environment. You, you, you're going to trigger a lot of things that don't need to happen. You can co-parent without all the extra stuff. Now, how you co-parent is within the limits of comfort between you and that other parent. If you're in a committed relationship that does not, that's not with that person, watch how you move and also watch how you do things because it can present an, an, an air of there might be a little bit more than co-parenting going on. Okay, do respect your relationship in that manner. But if you... <laughs> are appeasing your current situation that you're in and you're drumming up this this bad energy and it wasn't there before it's going to cause a problem all right you should not put yourself in a situation when you got to explain your behavior to your child or your child's watching all this occur and they say uh, oh you know there's a problem or you get the feeling that your significant other tolerates your child they really don't care for them that's a problem there should be positive interactions between your person you're with in your relationship and your child. It's healthy. It's healthy. It should not be a situation where, um, you know, that the, the other parent feels like that person is a threat to their child. My saying is always, I don't care who my child mothers date until it concerns me. If that person is not a good person to be around my child. I got a problem with that. I need to know though. I need to know who's around. All right. I need to know. Now, obviously, if this person is constantly changing partners and stuff like every two, three, that's bad. That's really, really bad because you're setting a bad example as well. And that goes from both sides. You're, you're the non-custodial mother, custodial father, vice versa, all that stuff. The child shouldn't see a, a myriad of people around their parent when they're there with them. I don't like to say visiting because that's their home too. It, that situation should not exist. But uh, a lot of these situations are drummed up by the person they're in a relationship with because it makes them feel confident in the relationship that there's uh, some negativity going on. And it, if there isn't, they're, they're saying things. The worst thing you can do if nothing's wrong is listen to the outside noise that does not concern the, the care of your child. If they're not uh, invested in anything that furthers the development of the child, you really should be quiet. If nothing's wrong, don't say anything until there's something needs to be said. Don't go spewing off because you feel like I got your best interest at heart. Don't. Stay out of it. It's nothing wrong. Leave it be. Now, I'm going to speak from a man's perspective. Women, you need to understand that a man's peace of mind is priceless. 
a man will sleep on the floor on a pallet full of blankets and two pillows and watch TV from his laptop while you have all the cars, all the furniture, the big house, and he does not have to deal with the negativity that you're bringing into his life all the time, the turmoil. He will do that. Women, not so much. Women, not so much. They can't just walk away blindly. It, it, they have to really hit rock bottom to do that. And that's unfortunate. Like I said, that's unfortunate. Now, what do you do? A lot of people say, hey, the solution, you talk about a lot of topics and at the back end, you do offer a lot of uh, avenues of approach to remedy the situation. So what do you do? When you meet someone, obviously you're having this conversation and you tell them hey i i have two kids and you explain the dynamics of the two kids their age their gender and if they have the same non-custodial parent they got the same mother they have the same father how much time do you spend with the child is there a schedule is there a, a meeting drop-off point type thing do you pick up the child uh do you spend time outside of the, the mandated time and stuff like that? Do you really follow the uh, the visitation type thing? Is it enforced by either parent? No, no, no. This is my weekend and all this stuff. Or is it very fluid? Ladies, if you're dating a man where his visitation is fluid, where it's like you never really know when the child's there, but the child's there a lot, you might want to applaud him. Okay. Applaud him. That means he's reached a level of understanding with his child's mother where it's not an issue of what day and when. It's how. Okay? It's how. That's what you're striving for. Hey, I'm getting little mook mook this Thursday after school. We're going to the mall. We're going to get some ice cream. We're going to go do this, this, and that. I'll bring him or her home in the evening. All right. Hey, don't even worry about it. I'll take them to school in the morning. Cool. That mother should not have a problem with that. If she's complaining about free time and all that stuff, and she know that father is really active with that child, it shouldn't be an issue. Why? Because she knows that child is going to a concerned, protective, respected, and responsible father. It shouldn't be an issue. If that mother has a problem with that, that means she's still mad about the failed relationship. That is something to envy. I have spoken with countless single mothers who have the challenges they, they face the challenges of they, they just can't depend on the non-custodial father to pick up the child on the prescribed weekends the holidays the birthdays the spring breaks the the summer breaks it's always an issue now a lot of times the non-custodial father is doing that because it's an element of control 
because he's mad about the failed relationship too. Both of you are going to wear these shoes in this situation. You're going to walk in the shoes in the situation because at any given time, either one of you can be guilty of the situation that you're in. Hands down. Nobody's hands are clean with this. It does not matter if you're the type of woman that says a, a woman is better equipped to raise a child. That's ignorant. A woman is ill-equipped to raise a boy and try to raise him up to be a man because you only have observational experiences and vice versa. I cannot teach my daughter how to be a woman. I just have observational experience and say, hey, you might want to think about this. Have you thought about it? Because it's from a male's perspective. Got it. It doesn't mean if he's a, a male feminist, which do exist, by the way, sounds like an oxymoron. It doesn't matter if he's so super supportive of women. He does not have the genetic and gender experiences of that sex of his child. He's ill equipped. Women, you are ill equipped. You cannot celebrate Father's Day. Stop it. You're an idiot if you do that. I get it. The child's father is not there. You're not a father. You are a mother who's bitter and seeking a pity party on an additional day. Your day is Mother's Day. Shut up. Sit on the side. I've never once in my years of living heard a father, a, a single father with custody of his child say, I'm celebrating Mother's Day too. Because he would be taken out back and beaten with a splintered two by four. That's what would happen to him. So all of you championing that ridiculousness, stop it. Like I said, I am not on anybody's side. I'm on the side of responsible parents. If you're a mother doing silliness because you're mad, I'm talking about you. If you're a father being irresponsible, doing silliness because you're mad, I'm talking about you. If both parents are still mad about a failed relationship and the child is 17, you're both idiots. Stop it. You just ruined the child's childhood because they've never seen their parents agree about anything. And that's horrible. So at what point does this cycle stop? So let's get into the uh, the historical dynamics of it, the social context of how we got here. And I'm, I'm talking about black people, but this can also be um, food for thought for for other ethnicity, ethnicities and races as well. There was a lady named Gloria Steinem, and I said I, I did not want to dedicate any um, podcast time to this, but I, I have to for you to understand how we got here. This lady led the Red Stock and feminist movement, suffrage and all those great stuff, by the way. All right. Women weren't able to vote. Things happen, change happen, women now able to vote, but it started going further, okay? As it should have, workplace equality, all those things. The CIA saw this lady and said, hey, you're pretty effective. We got something for you. So what did they have for her? If you are aware of the history of the Black Panthers, there was a, an operation called Pro, where there was um, some some basically surveillance and espionage 
an infiltration within the Panthers to take him down. And one of the interesting dynamics that the CIA found out while the Panthers were so effective in urban environments was the women held positions of prestige within the organization where the the nuclear black family was something that was uh, really, really pushed, really something to be proud of. Because remember, our families were broken up during slavery. To be able to keep your family together as a father was a thing of pride. We're going to talk about the relationship problems. Okay? We're not talking about that. We're talking about the ability for that father to be in that home and to provide for that family was a thing of pride. Because remember, the generational scars of slavery were still fresh. The scabs were still hard. And if you peel them off, they still bleed as they do today. So how do we render this organization less effective? We go after the women. So the Panthers had this program where there was free lunch, free breakfast for school aged kids. And there was a, a subsidy program for families. They said, hmm, you know, if we can get these women to turn against these men, it'll fall apart. So she had wrote a book and basically it she talked about what they had done to the black family with the Panther movement. And you think about this in the 60s and it was basically a sitcom about this good times gave you a good example of how things were. In the projects, James Evans, Florida Evans, JJ, Michael, and Thelma. A five-person family with a mother and father. A working father living in government-subsidized housing in the inner city. And a mother who's pretty much a stay-at-home mom, and I believe Florida Evans did have a job or two during the time. But that's how it was. And James Evans never seemed happy all the time. But if you dig deeper, you saw that Mr. Evans was very proud of his family. His whole purpose was to get a better job, to get them out of the projects and afford his family a better quality of life. Why? Because having a family was a sense of pride within the black community. It was a, a thing to brag about that you were taking care of your family. Now, these were different times. Now, this, this was a one car home family. Um, if you had a vehicle and. You know, the, the father worked and the mom take, took care of the kids in the home. That was those times. So Gloria Steinem came in and just to speed up the process I'm getting at here and said, what if we offered you government housing, food subsidies and financial subsidies? So a, a monthly or bi-monthly check, depending on the state you live in, a food supplement, food stamps and subsidized housing projects section 8 a voucher program 
but the stipulation is is that you cannot have a man in the home if you are not married you are a single mother that man that or that father or that strong male figure who's in a relationship with that woman cannot reside in that home you'll be assigned a uh detective excuse me caseworker to enforce that how's that sound to you get some single moms fresh out of bad relationship sounds good see you could do this by yourself all right you don't need him you're a strong proud black woman sounds familiar huh you're a strong proud black woman those words are in that book that she wrote see talking to black women now you didn't come up with that that was given to you like i said you might be triggered you might learn something you might unsubscribe you might send me a nice voice message everything's researchable everyone okay everything's researchable you could do this so this is where we are now this was the late 60s into the early 70s. We're now approaching five decades of this mentality of I don't need you because the government will step in and do the job that you were entrusted to do. Whether you tried to do it, you weren't allowed to do it because of the woman. I'm talking about the men now. Or she never wanted you to do it. The government will take care of that. But you will supplement via the child support system. Now, let me explain something to you. I surmise that the equal number of quote-unquote deadbeat fathers is equal to the number of bitter mothers come forward to the altar kneel and join the congregation <laughs> cop two okay cop two be honest be honest now I, I live in a city where I've seen more mothers without custody of their children than ever before maybe because the city I'm, I'm formerly from is three times smaller than the city is so the number is higher i've never seen the the sheer number of non-custodial mothers like i've seen here and i don't dig i don't pry but it's interesting if, if they're willing to tell their story i hear it in the times i've heard it it's been peculiar like hmm hmm interesting okay now nobody wants to tell you that i'm a screw-up that's why i don't have my kids like i'm a screw-up that's why i barely get to see my kids nobody's going to say that and if you are shout out to you because part of uh therapy and healing is admitting that you have an issue and you're in the wrong that's part of it shout out to you that if you cop to that 
But the average human isn't wired to flat out say I was wrong right away. They won't do that. But I've never seen the sheer number of mothers without custody of their children. And I'm not talking about uh, Big Mama got them. I'm talking about the father has the children. I was like, wow, another one. Interesting. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, another dynamic that was in the, the write up that the person sent me. And you know something? People that send me stuff, I don't keep your stuff. If you send me a voice message and everything, I don't save it. I delete it because I don't I don't want the noise. I don't revisit it. You send me the email, I read it, I take whatever notes if I need to take notes down, because you might have been a little uh lengthy in what you're saying, and I delete the email. I delete it. Okay? Because I don't like to revisit noise and say, okay, I talked about that. Let me go back and look at this and all that stuff. This is one shot because I don't want things to get repetitive. That's why I had to look at this particular and say, hey, I think we talked about this before. So that's a reason why I do this. But one of the listeners said, child support is for deadbeats. If you spend X amount of time with the child and you still provide for the child, either your child support should be dismissed or reduced. This is the male saying this. I get what you're saying. That makes perfect sense. But let me tell you how this works. Gentlemen, if you have an active case, I'm going to talk in legalese, and you are current, you're not in arrears, and you're meeting all the requirements of the support agreement, and the custodial mother comes to you and say, hey, because you do XYZ, I want to take you off child support. Um, I caution you with agreeing to that. One, how was the relationship prior to the case and during the case up until that point? Was it always a civil situation? Did you have some reviews and she asked for more money? within that time frame or was it just that flat amount over time and there were no issues and you and her have a a a civil atmosphere amongst each other civil interactions there's never any problems stuff like that there's no riff over time spent money spent scheduling and things like that you do things jointly for the child roll the dice on that one but i caution you okay and here's why if Depending on your state, if she gets a wild hair up her butt and says, you know something, I'm taking you back. You're going back down there and we're going to restart this case because I'm not happy with what you're doing. And the, the, the what you're doing part probably has nothing to do with the care of the child and how much time you spend with them. Care of the child, meaning the benefits afforded and the monetary support. Has nothing to, nothing's changed but the dynamic between you two has not progressed to the point that she thought it would if she gave you some financial relief and you agree to that depending on the state 
they may roll it back from the time it stopped up until the restart as arrears. Which means you're going to have back child support. If that amount you were paying, you didn't miss it. You're used to paying it. It does not financially impact you. Let it be. You know why? Because she cannot ask you for anything additional. Everything you do is because you're doing it because you love your child. That's it. You want them to have directly from you. It, it would not go over well if your child wanted something and you say, well, you need to get that from your mom because I give her X amount of dollars every month. All right, pay for that. <sighs> you don't want to walk down that path. Got it? You don't want to do that. Now, the reason why you pay and you stay current and you meet the requirements is because that's your leverage when things go wrong between you two. She can't say, well, you know something, I'm going to start this case on you. I got you. The, the child becomes weaponized. And I mentioned that from the intro. She can't do that if your stuff is on the up and up on the legal side of things. She can't. She has no, no way to fight you on that. You can tell her kick rocks barefoot. Now, women, if you're in that situation in the reverse, the father has custody. You can do the same thing. I'm talking to either gender, whatever roles, you know, your custodial, non-custodial. Because like I said, I've seen men with custody of their children and the mother doesn't. So th this farce that men aren't equipped to take care of children is the, the furthest thing from truth. Got it? If you're dating a woman in a relationship with a woman who does not have custody of her children. That's a red flag. It's the same red flag that she would place upon you if you never spend time with your children. They never hear you. They may not bring you around them. All right. And, and you know something? Mm, I'm glad I said that. Men typically don't have a problem with not meeting your kids right away. Because they remember as little boys, if they did not have their fathers and they see this guy being presented as great and, you know, a, a good dude. They latch on to them. Little boys do that a little quicker than little girls because they want a father. They latch on to them. Now, if that if their actual father is active, they want not much of anything to do with that new person they're like oh yeah that's mom's boyfriend or whatever yeah whatever i ain't worry about that guy hey you know that's the guy that brings over toaster strudels instead of pop tarts all right he doesn't bring over the cheap juice he brings over the the minute made passion fruit that's him we don't do capri suns over here anymore we got cups you know that's the passion fruit guy the guy with the big bag of goldfish i like him but he ain't daddy all right <laughs> that's how they gonna treat him now women a lot of women demand to meet your child 
because they're looking for position and prestige within your life. They want to meet your family quickly. Guys are caution about that because they know what that represents. Most guys are like, hey, I want to meet your mom. It's a month into it. Let me meet your dad. Not a lot of women. Hey, now, let me back up for a second. Because still, we still struggle with this on this podcast. The difference between inclusionary and exclusionary language is still out there. Some of you still struggle with all and some. It's not an SAT. Those are not SAT words. Now, inclusionary, exclusionary might be SAT words. And when I close out the show, I say in summation a lot of times, which means in closing, not to insult your intelligence, but I still get that. I can't believe you said that all women don't do that. When did I say all? I say some, and I make a distinction when I use all. Some women want to meet your kids right away because they want placement. They want prestige. They make these demands probably won't do anything of note structure in development for and with your child they just want the pressure of he better not have anybody else around you but me all right let's see how the child acts around me oh there's other women conversely some women won't, won't let you be around their children. Even if you never bring it up, you're perfectly fine with that. You're, you're dating this single mother and she says, well, my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids. You go, you know, hey, hey, it's cool. Let me know when you're free and everything. Not some women. I got my child this weekend. It's spring break. Can't do it. Just me and my child. <sighs> You know, what about we could go here and do this, this and that. No, 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 no. You should hold that. No matter how long you have known him, you need to understand your position and where you sit with that person. It should be applauded that this man is not going. Yeah, yeah, it don't matter. You know, it's been six months, a year, whatever. Come on around. All right. Because men. You don't want that that thing held over your head, that cloud. Like, you know, daddy handled his business, good guy. But he did have a lot of chicks. You know, he wasn't a rolling stone. You know, because wherever he laid his hat was his home. Now, he had his old home. But there, sure enough, were women leaving heels all the time at his home. You don't want that. You don't want that. So, you adjust your, your personal and intimate life. Where that doesn't collide and or interfere. But some women want to be seen and interfere. But they wouldn't want you around their kids in that capacity. See, it's a double standard. Oh, that's a man. That's a man. That's a man. And get mad when you tell them that. How? How, Sway? How? See, you lack the education. All right? You don't even have the education. <laughs> you you got to see the interview to understand that. But it's 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 mind-boggling how that double standard has come into play. Ladies, if you're guilty of that behavior, that abhorrent, unfair, unjust, and ridiculous behavior, 
stop it. Stop it. Applaud that man who's bringing you along slowly and get out of your insecurity and respect him. Don't ask how much he pays in child support because he's not asking you to help. He's not saying, oh, I can't do this this weekend because, you know, I had to pay this, this and that or I got to do that. That's not your business. Your business is the fact that he's handling his business. All right. Fathers who are handling their business don't want trophies. They don't say stuff like I take care of my kids. You know, I take care of my kids. And I, I got a job. You're an adult. Wow. Cookies for you. Trophy for you. You're doing adult stuff. I'm not handing you a trophy for being responsible. You're supposed to be responsible. I take care of my kids. So let, let, let's get back to the race and ethnic dynamics you have to ask yourself why is it that black men are portrayed as uh never caring loving figures on a grand scale we're not at parks without children we're not walking through the malls without children we're not at uh pta functions and recitals and musicals we aren't doing these things without children. We, we don't have tea parties with our little girls. We don't fix bikes with our boys. We aren't sitting at the park fishing with our boys or girls. We aren't doing those things. We're always portrayed as absent. Absent. That's because the media wants us to look like that. And a lot of women, not all, like to subscribe to that because it, it gives a comparative narrative for them. I'm a strong single mother. I'm a strong black single mother. I'm a strong black independent single mother. I'm a strong independent single mother. See how I did that? Because their father isn't with me. Not taking care of his children. He isn't with me. We aren't in a relationship. The relationship failed. It does not mean his ability to father has failed. These are the things that we carry on our tired shoulders. We have enough of the world killing us. Ridiculing us. Attacking our character, saying that we're less than. And we have an element of women that's saying that we aren't protecting you. When are you going to stop turning your back on us? Guilty parties. Those of you who have engaged in that. I don't need you. Those types. We aren't talking about the ones who've always been there. I'm talking about the ones that champion the whole Miss Independent, I don't need you. I got my own. I'm talking to you. If it applies, hey, let it rise. If it doesn't fit, drop you and move out of it. I'm talking to those of you who waved that flag. I don't need you. The Gloria Steinem party. I'm talking to you. 
you are just as much of the problem that we have as the fathers who are absent. I don't need you. I'm mad because the relationship didn't work. So I'm hiding my child. It doesn't matter as long as you pay child support. I don't care. Why aren't we holding these women who get pregnant by guys that are famous just so they can have a meal ticket? Why are we not holding them accountable? We champion their single. Get to get the bag, girl. She got the bag. She secured the bag. That's disgusting and abhorrent. Why are we not ridiculing them? Women. Okay. Where are you saying do not subscribe to that silliness? That's that's the only talent you have is to get on social media and wait and jump in the DMs of a famous guy and get pregnant by him if he's dumb enough to so you can secure the bag for the next 18 years and do absolutely nothing that's that's okay that's the behavior you want to teach your little girls that that's what you're teaching your little girls if you're guilty come on now i like to say there aren't too many men that's saying hey son make sure you find yourself a, a rich lady famous get her pregnant then leave her so she can pay you spouse support you know why because the court system is never in our favor ever very seldom do we come up you'll have the the ex-spouses of famous women file for alimony and spousal support or whatever they have and people will get mad even beta males will get mad at him hey why are you asking for her money all right or they'll call it uh uh male no it's alimony it's the same thing same rules apply same rules apply now i've kind of deviated off the, the required path and you know I'm, I'm closing this out we need to have these uncomfortable conversations but the problem is is that some of you have this burning desire to be the victim at all costs you're never responsible for how you got there your hands are just as dirty in this situation if it applies to you all right i'm talking to the guilty parties the the parents that that co-parent and have a civil relationship with one another and that's it beautiful disregard the outside noise don't let your current significant other question why you two get along that is ridiculous when they clearly see nothing is wrong they're doing nothing sneaky anything like that to make you think otherwise Think long and hard about that person that you're with that's constantly bringing up because they're insecure. Okay? Because they probably never seen anything like this before. Wow. So I, I like to thank the um the two listeners that sent this in. I appreciate you. Hopefully I've covered the two things that you were saying and I expounded upon it. 
and it, it is of your liking and you're good with it everyone else i hope you appreciate it as well too and you you were able to separate the different elements that i covered those of you who are enlightened i appreciate it those of you that are triggered i appreciate you too listen to some of the other episodes those of you like i'm done with this this is trash appreciate you too i got you listen all right that's cool tell your friends about hey this dude was on this saying gary you got to check this out man you need to check this dude out can't believe he said all this stuff thank you appreciate you too you listened all right but this all goes back to my saying just be a better human and i'm out The solution.